You know, um, I'm doing good, but when I read about this shit that we're going to talk about tonight, I get pretty fucking fired up. Oh, yeah, is one of your things? Yeah. Well, it's kind of an, uh, it's kind of part three of the culmination of a three-part episode arc we're doing, um, where we, uh, you know, kind of, this is really the, 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 the big finale of, like, what we've been talking leading up to this, so. Oh, yeah, you've been hitting, uh, what, Ruby Ridge, Waco, yeah. and now... Now with the dismount on Oklahoma City, <laughs> yeah, I get it. yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, you'll be you'll be excited to hear my take on it, but the audience <laughs> yeah, will no. not be surprised. <laughs> well, I, I'm excited because you were uh, when you were messaging me about it. weren't uh, you were leaning more with like the whole uh, 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 was it sheep dip FBI angle? Yeah, and I, <laughs> it I'm glows in the like, dark like a Christmas tree. Let's just say that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm excited because like I um. Yeah, I was I was actually like I felt like I was cramming for a test because I didn't look up enough about the FBI shit. So oh, yeah, dude. I'm uh, I'm excited to hear about that. Yeah, don't yeah. worry, I got my I got my P's and Q's all in order. <laughs> Fuck yeah! It was uh, there's another kind of arc to it as well with another thing that we've covered, and namely the LA riots. In that mm. a lot of this stuff, um, this kind of it, it, this that's like the arc of citizen journalism where it started with the LA riots where it just randomly somebody happened to shoot uh, Rodney King getting the shit kicked out of him right. on uh, on a home video camera. And then you you had this where it's, uh, you know, a lot of the same, uh, I think sort of leading from the that and other things after that, that, that and um, Waco as well, that it kind of is part of the, beginning it's maybe the end of the beginning of citizen journalism if you like right now everybody takes it for granted that you just shoot stuff on your phone but this was kind of the part of the birth of that um yeah Yeah, i feel you on that it definitely became pretty big um but what's it called uh so anyway so like we said before uh this last week we did waco and so this is kind of um like really tied up they're really tied up together um, because they literally they happened, uh, or at least they culminate on the same day. Yeah, um, that's right, April nineteenth. Mm-hmm. Also, day before Hitler's birthday. Fun fact. But um, and uh, so anyway, um, basically, we I, I best I think the best way to go about covering this is just to start with Timothy McVeigh. Right. Uh, um, he's kind of the star of the show, or at least that's what the feds would like. Um, and, uh, basically he was, um, a guy who, uh, was kind of a disaffected ex veteran, um, of the Gulf war, um, who kind of had a, uh, aspirations of like possibly being special forces, um, after his time in the Gulf war. 
but um, it he after two days washed out of it apparently. Or was selected for Black Ops. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of my assertion. Yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, the thing with the the thing with with uh, McVeigh is that like at, apparently his parent his family was under the impression that he was up until the time of the bombing and they saw his face on the news was actually still in the, uh, in the military and special forces, which is kind of crazy in retrospect. According, according to them, uh, during his selection for, uh, special forces out of which he allegedly washed, uh, his, his take on that was that he'd been selected for special training to be like some kind of undercover agent infiltrating right. terrorist groups and whatnot, carrying out assassinations. Yeah. Um, and uh, a lot of, to be fair, a lot of ex-service people talk that kind of shit. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> There's that. Yeah, he was apparently a big fan of that Soldier of Fortune ma- magazine. And yeah. like, he, oh, yeah. He was a I real. Remember, yeah, um, I remember. Yeah, go ahead. Oh no, no, no! I just I was saying I remember he would he would get into a lot of that stuff. He yeah, it's it's you were saying like he would talk like a He's lot a real of dudes Dale like Gribble. That <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's well, like through all the stuff I was reading where they were saying, um, there was like like Timothy McVeigh was you know was like talking himself up and he was saying all this stuff and I saw this thing where it was that like Infowars interview where they like they talked to his cellmate and he's talking right. about all this big shit and it's like it's like on one hand it could be true on the other hand it's like this what was this ninety five yeah. it was it was the it was the nineties like you couldn't look this shit up he could be just be talking shit like yeah. he could just be a crazy guy talking shit yeah <laughs> exactly. Except for the fact that we do know that while this was all ongoing was uh, Operation PatCon, which was basically uh, your uh, most most people would be familiar with the COINTELPRO uh, program in the 1960s, where they infiltrated all the like the the Black Panthers and all those other students again for Democratic Society and the Weathermen and stuff. Basically, in the late 80s, they realized that there was a growing uh, populist right wing movement in the country happening like um especially now that the cold war was over um like the you know the buchananites kind of were you know trying to make big moves in the republican party and i and the fbi decided kind to kind of what their strategy was is they were going to basically get informants in every right-wing militia or separatist group that there was and by the time that the program but by the time by the time the oklahoma city bombing culminated I got to stop using that as a crutch. Um, uh, by the time that transpired, there we go. Um, it basically, I want to say, I, I want to guesstimate, and this is not based off of any hard facts, but I want to say like at least close to a third of every member of like white separatists or right wing militia groups were feds. Yeah. In this case, they're talking about the Elohim City Group. Right. Specifically, that is a huge thing. And especially when you find out like that there's ties to German intelligence and stuff yeah. like. Wait, well, I mean, <laughs> wait, really? Like like one third of that crew was just fed? That, again, that is a big <laughs> estimate. But based off of the the story, the Randy Weaver story is actually kind of where I'm drawing this from, is that it turned out that like 13 of the people in the group that he ended up getting stung on were fucking were informants. They weren't literally taking a paycheck, but most likely 
like Randy Weaver, they got themselves into some stupid gun charge, and then they were on the hook with the FBI. Oh, yeah. I see what you're saying. Yeah, because right. that—that's what—that's <laughs> what'll happen a lot of times. Where like that, like you'll yeah, you'll get you'll get like a gun charge or whatever, and the FBI yeah, will get you hooked. Yeah, that's what happened to Weaver. Then, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then his wife well, and kid got shot. So I mean, that turned out great. That um, there was that in the Elohim uh, thing, which was kind of was that the same group that Randy Weaver used to go to for barbecues? Was no, that no, that one? was the um, uh, the. You're you're thinking of the um fuck the white Aryan nations I think was Randy Weaver, but yeah. um, no this was the uh, Aryan resistance uh, resistance army. Yeah, who, yeah. who weren't actually or not technically based at Elohim, but they, they kind of yeah were, they kind of hung out with the, in that in that yeah. crew. But I think also a little interesting tidbit, and also uh, Andy, I know you're from the Philadelphia area at least right now, but um. Uh, the Philadelphia nativist riot, the, the group, the, the nativist group had the same initials as the Aryan resistance army, by the way. All right. What, what, what did the A stand for in that? Um, American, American, um, Republican army. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, actually, wait, this, so this, this was the Aryan Republican army too. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Similar to the IRA. I'd imagine that's where they'd got that from. Yep. And um, actually, this it's funny. There's some weird connections to um, to the IRA and the troubles later on in the story as well, by the way. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, they did have this. I think of the people at Elohim who were on the payroll, there was this chick whose name I forget. But I have it right here. Hang on a second. Her uh, name was, was um, Carol Howe, ATF informant who worked undercover. Yeah, and she she was on the payroll. Yes, by all accounts, and she got a swastika uh, tattoo while undercover, dude. That's pretty fucking hardcore. Yeah, that's I, some I fucking Johnny Brasco shit. <laughs> I mean, she's a she's a pretty hot, skinny, blonde trailer trash chick with a, a swastika tattoo. I think she just wanted to hook up with Anthony Cumia. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think she's a little old for him now. <laughs> Yeah, but at the time she was pretty. Uh, yeah, she was right in his wheelhouse. Um, yeah, so uh, yeah, this place called Elohim City, and this comes into play because um, uh, right before the bombing, um, the uh, McVeigh was known to have stayed here. He made repeated phone calls there, and even um, and uh, also uh, he apparently would hang out with these guys while he would be, you know, cause let me go back a little bit. I'm, I'm, I'm jumping ahead a little bit here because one of the things about McVeigh was that in the year, um, the year of and preceding Waco, he kind of became, um, a character in the, in the, like in the American gun circuit, yeah, he, the, he was like, like the like the eccentric guy with like the fucking Turner Diaries booth at the at the fucking gun show. Which he was the, like he was just like a, an ancillary character. Yeah, yeah well, the, he was like you know how like how fucking Austin has like they like even though Alex Jones is like politically very you know a different than uh, than most of the people in Austin, they all kind of like him just because he's their weirdo. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. It's like <laughs> it's like <laughs> McVeigh was kind of that though. Oh, okay. They're like he's our gun show dork. Yeah, like, yeah. We, we, it's like we make fun of him. You don't fucking make fun yeah. of him. Yeah, yeah kind of like that, dude. The, the, the people who uh, espouse the theory that he was a 
secret fed uh, sort of point to this overt wackiness of his it's, as him saying, like, look at me, look at me, look at me. I'm definitely not a fed. Right. I don't think. But, I mean, I don't me know thinks, what this, Me so. thinks the skinhead doth protest too much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, uh, fucking, um, yeah, so... That was another thing. And also, like like I said, he really was into the Turner Diaries, which, by the way, kind of reeks of Fed to me, too, by the way, the Turner Diaries. Yeah, every, that's what I'm saying. Every time, every time a fucking, uh, like, any kind of right-wing figure or whatever, like, uh, you know, militia-type figure comes out, they're like, Turner Diaries, here it is. Guy's a fucking piece of shit. <laughs> Just saying. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, that's what, the, that's what the people who say he was a Fed say. They say, well, you yeah, know, the feds always say people are into the Turner Diaries, and here's right. this guy oh, it's walking just like around too, fucking yelling about it. It's too much of, like, an easy go-to where it's just like, yeah. like fucking, he doing the Turner Diaries Dude, it's, again. Yeah. It literally coined the term Zog. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, so th- amongst the other people who are there was this guy named Andreas Strassmeyer, who... Um, uh, fun fact, his dad, this is insane that this is fucking another character that comes into play. It's just so glow in the dark. Um, so he, his father was um, the, uh, the chief of staff to uh, the German chancellor uh, in the 70s. Um, right. So he's got some pretty high up connections. And his grandfather was a co-founder of the Nazi party. Right, awesome. <laughs> so this just stinks of CIA. Um, well, it, this is this is the thing with uh, Strassmeyer is that he's also known as Andy the German. Yeah, Andy. So he <laughs> he's widely no, no relationship, yeah. no relationship. <laughs> he's widely suspect. You know, a lot of people who've done most of the people who've done the digging on this aren't conspiracy nuts like we are. Yeah, kind of thing that they're like local sheriff's deputies and stuff like that who were on the scene and journalists who... who oh, real Americans, by the way. There's a lot of... This yeah. is a really nice... In some ways, to contrast the horror of this story, there is a nice... Um, what's that word? It's like a people story or whatever. Yeah. I mean, a, a lot of the... If you watch the film... Um, what's it called? The Noble Lie. Yeah. It's like... It's all... Most of the work this is based on is done by people from Oklahoma City who right. that, don't no, like the that, fact they're being shot, shot on. That's such a good. That's such a good point too. Because like, if you the, the the reason I was like humoring a decent amount of the conspiracy, like I wasn't fully convinced on on a lot of them, but like humoring it because yeah, in the noble lie, you look and it's uh, <laughs> it's like a lot of dudes who are like, oh no, I have a real job. Like I'm yeah. not just yeah. a fucking, <laughs> I'm not just like a neck bearded weirdo in my mom's basement. Fucking hey hey, chill chill. I'm right here. <laughs> hey no, you look like you own that place, man. Don't. <laughs> I'm renting, but yeah. <laughs> no, but it would be like it would be like actual sheriffs, and it would be uh, like scientists, and like act, like they seemed like normal people. They right. seemed like yeah. a, they seemed like dudes who were just like, nah, this is concerned up. citizens, not, if you will. Yeah, not just a weirdo who's like, oh shit, an identity. I'll fucking go yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. Q anon, dude. And <laughs> Andy Strassmeyer, like if you say. So a lot of these guys have kind of figured out his German intelligence and their motivation for German intelligence to infiltrate a 
right wing group in America. It is what? That's a good question. Well, is that they're very, they have been, yeah, being a Nazi is illegal in Germany and it True. has been since the war. And they, they take it very seriously, much, uh, very foolishly, I think. I think making any kind of opinion yeah, it makes or it more attractive. illegal. Yeah, uh, well, plus it, it's, it's just wrong but <laughs> it's, it, yeah right? it's it yeah it's it sucks it's not freedom of speech i, but, I mean the, the whole world the whole world's going that way now mm-hmm. uh, but that they were because of this sort of right-wing resurgence which about a third of which was the was the fbi yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, 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 this was spreading this was increasing the prevalence of it in Germany, which, I mean, it's very prevalent in Germany, probably mainly because it's illegal. Uh, and that, Or there's so feds there, too. That's, but you can see the, the, the American... You can see the CIA selling them on that idea. Right. Because the CIA aren't allowed to put an agent into, into Elohim City, but the German equivalent is. So they're just like, pull a few strings, say a few right. words in the right ear, and... So basically, by the time he's at Elohim City, he could he, he could well just be a CIA subcontractor. Yeah, I would say so, that he is, but that's just my public so opinion. Got, so you've got the ATF. Sorry the to interrupt FBI, you, but the video the is still working. By the way, I just it it kind of it crapped out on my end. I just wanted to make sure it's all cool. Yeah, yeah, you haven't moved for a while for me, but I don't care. Okay, that's fine. Um, he, whatever, I'll cut this out. Anyway, so um, <laughs> what you were saying uh, before? I just said it. Oh, anyway, so uh, <laughs> so this Strassmeyer. I'm, I'm saying that Strassmeyer is a CIA guy. Basically. Oh, absolutely, dude. Um, and uh, yeah, also another thing that's worth mentioning that that Ar- the Aryan I be- I actually have reason for on my own ends to believe that most of those ARA guys were doing some fucking money making. Ha- they they were known in the in the. Um, in the uh, in the press at the time because they've robbed like twenty five banks. Yeah. Oh yeah, that was the part that seemed like cartoonish. Where <laughs> yeah, fucking, it's like where's all that money sh- going too? By the way. Well, I, I remember watching that. It's like yeah, you have these like fucking dickhead white supremacists, like you know sh- dudes like that, and they're like, oh, and they're bank robbers. You're like, wait, what? Like yeah, <laughs> how can you be such dickheads and do like a wacky crime? I don't know. It seemed cartoonish. Well, th- then the, not only did that, but also like m- almost all of them uh, g- ended up going to jail later for murder. And it always seemed oh. fishy, too. And it always seemed like, you know, like maybe they're putting him they're deactivating him or something, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> But um, yeah, so uh, and yet, again, so now we're fast forwarding back up to uh, to around the time of the bombing. Um, two weeks before the bombing, McVeigh I mean, uh, telephoned them. Uh, are we? Yeah. So are we going to? Are we covering the official story? And yeah. Then should we do that? Or should we run through yeah. what supposedly? Because this yeah. this kind of ties in well. Because it says uh, April fifth, nineteen ninety five, exactly two weeks before the bomb thing, bombing. Timothy McVeigh telephones Elohim City just minutes after he had reserved the Rider Yellow Rider rental van that was used to blow up the Alfred P. Morrow Federal Building. Uh, side note: He'd been seen with the van uh, up to a week before that yes. with multiple people in it. <laughs> 
Of course. Um, and that's one of the other uh, big controversies that are actually publicly um, discussed. Yeah. Um, so um, anyway, uh, so the official story is that the day of um, here, actually, let me just pull up the exact um, timeline of events here. So this this makes me think of uh, you see a lot of Janet Reno in this. And like yeah. We, Spoke about I spoke about her last week and how she was like trembling during the mm-hmm. during the uh, congressional hearings about Waco, and then whenever you see her in connection with giving statements about this, she really looks like she wishes she wasn't fucking that. I think that I, I almost feel sorry for her because I, th- I think she got this job of uh, you know the, the t- top job in her profession as a yeah. prosecutor. And, and realized, holy fuck, I'm going to get killed. <laughs> well, she only had a couple more years to wait before she really got to shine with that Alien Gonzalez uh, thing. She yeah, was, Her that? face was all over. Oh, you don't know about that? Well, that's another yeah. episode, obviously. Yeah. But but she was really in the forefront. She seemed really, really sure of herself in that. That that was really her. That was her uh, her real leaving Columbus moment. Our right. goodbye Columbus moment. <laughs> I forgot um, about Elian Gonzalez, dude. He's like a he's like second he's like second in command in Cuba now. No shit. Yeah, dude. But- I remember <laughs> I, I remember just being like a young kid, not paying attention to the news, just being like, "Why do they give a shit about this kid? He must be like popular or something." Just like not <laughs> paying attention to the news yeah, whatsoever. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he's uh, he's a real real commie mouthpiece now. But what, for another day, obviously. Um, anyway, so the day, okay, so it says, um, working at a lakeside campground near McVeigh's old army post, he and Terry Nichols, uh, constructed an ANFO, which stands for ammonium nitrate and fuel oil explosive device, um, in the back of a rented rider truck. And it says here that there was 5,000 pounds of it in order oh, oh yeah you're right and and now that the official story is that that uh because it didn't it didn't physically work before that it it was uh racing fuel too nitromethane yeah um so he uh he drove to the front of the Alfred P Mara building um in the morning and at 902 um he stopped to light a 2 minute fuse and a large explosion miraculously destroyed the entire building and killed 168 people including 19 children and injured 684 others that is the official yeah. story interestingly so that the the van was parked about 15 feet away from the building outside mm-hmm. uh, this very it was also seen by many other people to have another have an accomplice with him yeah but and and this even if the thing was completely full of homemade explosive, it was extra miraculous because it blew the walls and windows and everything of the building outwards past the van. Yes. So it was a hell of a bomb. Yeah, I know that. I was going to get into that stuff later, but yeah. yes, it is interesting that you know, I you know, if if you have a, a standing building and that a explosion happens next to it, you would expect there to be uh you wouldn't expect there to be multiple dozens of yards away the opposite direction would be refuse and paperwork and whatnot but and, uh, and concrete and I concrete, mean the whole, actual pieces yeah. of rebar and 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 uh, the support struts yeah that, yeah that was the part that um 
that that piqued my interest with the conspiracy theories because I was just like, yeah, that building. Because I, I don't think I had really like looked at a picture of the fucking building. I was like, yeah, that building got fucked up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and like you see, like the rider, you, you see the the rider truck and the size and and the- I was I was amazed too that. Uh, I was listening to this one. I was listening to this one podcast, and apparently they had like one security guard that was kind of there. Yeah. yeah, and so like th- this dude could just roll up and easily get that truck there. But the, the bomb squad were coincidentally at the build the courthouse building across the street. Yes, as it happened. Just okay, but, uh, there, was, there was just so much little shit that yeah. like that's fucking weird. It just doesn't but, add well, up. That wasn't in the official story, but uh, enough people saw this bomb squad truck with a trailer. So it had a trailer with some equipment on it, and it was it was parked inside the courthouse, which was across on the other side of the parking lot. And uh, the so they eventually had to come up with a story for it, and they said, "Oh yeah, one of the sheriff's deputies was just running some errands in it." Wait, oh, he rented the bomb squad truck and just, was just, like, I'm just, just he just took it, just it out took for it. a spin with the trailer attached. He took it out of the carpool. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Like, you know what's fun? There are certain things in the story where you're like, it's like, which one is it? Is it, is it like, and I feel like this consistently happens with government in general, where it's just like, which one is it? Was it the most evil thing you've ever fucking heard of? Or was it the stupidest fucking thing you've ever fucking, because it's like, it's both. Oh, (laughs) I could see, I could see some fucking dude just being like, yeah, I don't give a shit. I'm like, who's going to tell me not to? It's like when you see, when you see a cop run a red light, you're like, who's going to fucking arrest me? You know what I mean? It's like, and he'll just like take the thing for a fucking spin, do some errands. But at the same time, you're like, I don't know. It, it's fucking especially weird. being that the bomb squad. Well, here's another thing that let's let's just talk about the the media coverage on that day because this is a really yeah. important component of the story. Is that if you watch the, I mean, this really is the big the biggest. This thing is the big. This is the fucking smoking gun right here. Is that uh, it, I watched a compilation of almost an hour of uh, video footage of because there was multiple Oklahoma City's like pretty. It's obviously the biggest city there in that in that state. So there's yeah. multiple TV stations there, as you would imagine. There's t- multiple affiliate TV stations. So you there was several different stations reporting live on it as it happened. And they reported things as information came to them. And mysteriously, as the day went on, they all started saying the same thing, which was completely contradictory to what they were reporting on that morning. Yeah. So in the original thing, though, they had like, uh, yeah, because they were talking to the law enforcement and people on the, you know, firefighters. Federal federal people, too. And federal people who were saying, oh, we've found two more bombs inside yes and, uh, and not just said oh we found two more bombs not only did they say they found two more bombs but they're both bigger than the first bomb yeah and so they've been de- and we've defused them and removed them yes so it's not you can't if you're like oh i was mistaken it wasn't a bomb then you haven't defused it have you it, it was a bomb if you if you're saying you've right defused and if you can tell based off of even you know, of uh, visual cues that it's a bigger bomb that was detonated before. You obviously have some idea that it is, in fact, the bomb. Yeah. So, and, and they kept the. Well, so sticking to the media thing. So basically, yeah. the all the, the entire media in on the first day was saying. Okay. Well, I would say particularly in Oklahoma City because it was yeah. like a breaking oh, yeah. story the, there. The, sorry, the, the entire local media. Yes, was not the, not the national media whatsoever. Yeah. 
the local media was saying uh, it was the bomb was inside the building uh, that, that blew it up, and they were saying that the that there were more bombs found inside, and then all the stations by the next day, all the stations. Well, before the one. next day, let's also mention yeah. that that the first responders weren't allowed to, into the building to save people because of the threat of the other bombs. They, yeah. they were all, looking afterwards for more. But there is also the aspect that people photographed ATF agents removing uh, yeah. rifles and stuff from the scene, which yes. weren't oh, supposed to be there. Also, was wasn't there the thing where? Um, where uh, like an unmarked truck and a bunch of people with like blank jackets were just removing uh, papers, yeah. papers yep. and shit, and they were like, "We can't save people," and because uh, that that was the funny part too, because they were like, "We have to remove these papers because it's like such a national security problem," and you're like, "But wait, you what about those people?" Yeah. No, but yeah, it's like also you're keeping that dangerous of info in the fucking murder building or however you say it. Yeah. Because yeah. wasn't it wasn't it mainly a building? There was like a bunch of offices that yeah. was just like clerical shit and like you could get housing uh, and urban de urban development. Uh, there was yeah. yeah all stupid shit like all those dumb yeah. yeah but there was there was also. Yeah, there was fucking Secret Service uh, yep. office there and, and ATF and FBI. There was just a little I bit of everything. I will say this, William, is that um, is that the Secret Service, uh, when it's not just guarding the president or uh, ex-presidents and stuff, they actually do have a purpose in their, their, their official their official job is any sort of crime related to counterfeiting in the, in the country. So they do have oh, things right. to do. For what it's so worth, they should have like, been kneeling on George Floyd's neck then. Jesus Christ! <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck! So they're leaving it to the poor old Minneapolis PD. Yeah, they I know. Have, they should have had the Secret Service out for that fake twenty dollar bill. <laughs> it, it would have been less of an overreaction than what actually happened, wouldn't it? Yeah, well, you'd expect it out of a Fed. That's all. <laughs> yeah, I suppose um, so. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so, um, yeah, it was just a bunch of stupid shit. Like, and then also, uh, there's the notorious um, daycare center, of course. Uh, yeah. But that was mainly for people who's, who worked in the building. You know, like, it's I not uncommon to realize. have a, a, an office building with daycare centers in it. My wife, the building before COVID that she worked in had a daycare center in it. Mm -hmm. it what what I learned recently was that it wasn't exclusively for federal employees. Yeah, yeah, it's it was just a local, you know, put up yeah, shop there. I want I want to say like a little less than half. No, maybe a little more than half. I think of the people there who died weren't federal employees. Oh, yeah, that's awful. That yeah. Makes it even worse. <laughs> that's a real tragedy. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> um. Anyway. Um. Yeah, so another thing was, um, I mean, let's not even get into the fact that literally, if you want to get a little mini physics lesson here, ANFO, the way that it works is not, it's not plausible that it could have done the damage that it did. Um, yeah. Basically, the way that ANFO works is it causes uh, an air explosion. Uh, it's not a burning explosion. It's more of like a kaboom. And yeah. uh, the oh, way... So yeah. Like it just, oh, interesting. So, and also, um, it also, uh, it, it, the way that they had it constructed was a bunch of uh, smaller barrels inside the back stacked up in a grid kind of situation. Um, and, uh, and, and they, 
Each well, one of the, those would explode because of their. It's the the fact of the way that it it explodes. It would explode individually. So there's no way that all of the combined no matter how many fucking pounds of of info that they supposedly found in there was in there. There's no way that it would have like it wouldn't have exponentially created more force for the explosion. No, well, the, the air force. Uh, lots of people have tried to recreate what it did, and yeah. it's, it can't be done. They've do, they've tested it on much more dilapidated, rickety, and not as strong buildings. Yeah. There was a famous story in Iraq and or something. Or, yeah, there's uh, the Kobar Towers, isn't it? Mm-hmm. So that that was a that was a big one, uh, but it it basically just broke the windows. Yeah, and and did some superficial damage. And that one was like ten times bigger yep. than the even the feds say that the Waco one was, and it didn't. You damage mean the Oklahoma structure. City one was? Yeah, sorry, the Oklahoma City one. Oh, that's was. cool. And and uh, the Air Force did a test, and they they discovered that when you when you make an Amfo bomb in several, you know, like a, a dozen different fifty gallon drums, that even if you do get it all to go off at the same time the shock waves cancel each other out because they're still like separate shock waves. So it actually reduces the overall, you know, so that, so if you've got 10 barrels that go off at the same time, the force is less than 10 times in what one, barrel. one barrel would be. Yeah. It's because it, the, the different shock waves all interact with each other and uh, cancel each other out. So they, they actually went to the trouble of building one of that tonnage that was just one bomb and it still still didn't do it. <laughs> I also saw a thing in one of the one of the documentaries where they were saying like like the the axles of the car were still intact. Yeah. And it like it's like wait, this bomb blew out the a, entire a building? front of the <laughs> but like but like the car only got halved? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it was just weird. It doesn't make uh, any plus, sense. Plus the, the the size of the bomb, the, the feds eventually imagined that it must have been, because that's really what they based it on. It must be. So they eventually upped their estimate of the size of the bomb to the maximum that would fit physically fit inside the box. So they said it must have been right from the back doors to the bulkhead. and uh, But the, the rear axle was one and a half blocks in one direction. The front axle was one and a half blocks in the other direction. So that, as uh, somebody said, well, clearly they would have... Bu- the back axle would have been driven downwards if the bomb was right above it. And, oh, yeah. That's uh, a really good point. So the the bomb must have been in front of the back axle, otherwise it wouldn't have got shot out backwards. So, But, I mean, the, evidently physics doesn't work like that in Oklahoma because it, it also it also <laughs> Don't work like that in Dallas they, either. Uh, no. they, got, they got different, they got different like, uh, uh, it's a different... Uh, <laughs> Wind patterns, yeah. so yeah. when explode, yeah, it's, it's the Coriolis yeah. effect. You understand? Yeah. It, it, they're, it blew- they're a little, they're a little below sea level. So. Yeah. <laughs> it, it blew the, it blew the back axle away from the truck, but it sucked all the windows and columns out of the building. Yep. Yeah. Pretty incredible. It also apparently the explosion turned because instead of going in a straight outward motion, uh, certain pillars on the outside on the side that it exploded on, um, and then not the ones next to it, but ones behind that one next to it, also fell down. Yeah. (laughs) And they didn't just like crumble. Like this is the other thing with the Ampho explosion, which is like an air blast. Yeah. 
you could even if it was big enough to damage the pillars, it would like crack them and bend the the rebar. And if it uh, it couldn't do that to the point of failure, but if it did, it'd just be like a tangled mess, right? With all big cracks in it. But it, it, the the columns were just sheared neatly off. Uh, it's thermite paint. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I real I I watching all this stuff. I realized I don't know shit about explosions because it's like well, most <laughs> of the, most don't. of the physics I know are related to conspiracies. So take that with what you will. Oh yeah, yeah. I think I think there's a lot of people. I think the only physics knowledge I have is having to do with anything conspiracy related, yeah. <laughs> and I have very little in general. But no, it it like that. That's what was hard. I almost wish I um, I, w- I was like fuck. I think I got. I think I was like underprepared because every little thing, every little thing you like uncovered. You're like, well, now I gotta go look up five other things yeah. to double check. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I gotta go. Well, I gotta go learn explosion patterns and physics to fucking know if this guy's making any sense. Well, that yeah, guy, yeah. that Pritchard, I think the guy's there. Or what was his fucking? I have it written down here. Um, uh, I mean, they have the, the all this comes from the guy uh, who uh, re- retired Brigadier General Jen Partons um, was yeah, the guy. He actually does a that? very nice explanation of it if you watch the video that he put out. Yeah, and he was head of weapons development for the air. Force. He worked twenty years for the air force, right? Uh, studying how to design bombs. He's Q, dude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, speak it. You said you said, oh, if you, uh, you know, you're like, look, he he did the talk. Look that thing up. The one thing that piqued my conspiracy theory, like my conspiracy brain, the most was it was like, it felt like it was hard to find shit. Like, on, oh like, yeah, that didn't it? Yeah. Like, go, going on YouTube or googling or whatever, it just felt like it was hard to find. It's been shit going more went, and more like that as time goes on, dude. Yeah, and then also another sidebar. I was looking up. Um, Cause I like, dude. All I just tried to Google. <laughs> I did this before the doing the podcast. I tried to Google like, just give me an article where you're like debunking all the main <laughs> Oklahoma things. Like, I, cause yeah. I remember there was a great, I think Modern Mechanics or something like that did a great like twenty bullet point. Like, here's the here's things about nine eleven. These are why they're false. I was trying to find something like that with fucking Oklahoma City. And bro, I saw like four or five articles immediately being like. There was nothing because apparently in those papers there was like a lot of shit having to do with Hillary Clinton of all people. Oh yeah, yeah, that's a it big, a, big thing. Yeah, it, I, like my my fucking my fucking sensors went off because I immediately saw five <laughs> articles that are like nothing to see here about Hillary, and I'm like, well, yeah. that's suspicious. Yep. Yeah, there, yeah. All you you don't feel see any refutation of the stuff we're talking about with the the physics. All you see is. Whoever's taught whoever question the motives of whoever's telling you about this. Well, yeah, it's the it's the Chuck Schumer angle of uh, you can't expect us to believe that the government would do this. It's an insult to the brave men and women of the FBI and right. the ATF. Who, <laughs> like, okay, Chuck. Yeah, and it's, it's also a, it's also a thing too. It's like like I was saying before. There's a shitload of stuff that like. The government, the CIA, the FBI, that what they will do, that will just be dumb as fuck. But there's enough stuff out there that we just know that you're like, it's fair to be suspicious. Like, you can't. I always say, man, there's enough stuff out there that it's like, 
like I get it. Like you can you can roll your eyes at conspiracy theories, but you gotta get where a lot of them are coming from. There's enough yeah. crazy shit out there that like anyone's gonna get started on a conspiracy theory. I mean, look, I, they they I think they want the conspiracy theory to exist. I mean, they invent this. They invented the term, and you've got they literally like, did. Yeah, and you, for instance, if they wanted to put it to bed, they they have the. See uh, the security camera tapes from surrounding businesses yes. and the Murrah building because the contents mm. thereof are referred to in FBI reports or, a, or federal reports or something. Yeah, kind. For a Freedom the, of Information the, Act uh, declassified yeah. a lot of shit. Yeah, and so they they've seen the tapes, but they say they can't find them. Now, if they wanted to, do, oh yeah, I if they wanted to that. prove that. Yeah, it's <laughs> just that, like oh, we misplaced them. I don't know where they are. Dude, they Funny could just—they could just be like, here are the real tapes and deep fake fucking uh, Timothy McVeigh. Just shoot a whole new video. They did it for the fucking moon landing. Why can't they do it for this? Yeah. Dude, I was just gonna bring that up. Yeah. I, I I never considered any of the moon landing stuff, and then they were like, oh, we uh we taped over some yeah. whatever it it's was. It's all like, gone. <laughs> And I'm like, you did what? <laughs> no. <laughs> we really needed the hard drive space, dude. I saw I was downloading a really hot JPEG from a yeah. news group. <laughs> we were at we were at a blank VHSs. We had I'm like Wait, what? That's the thing. You just hear this shit and you're just like, okay, like that's not completely evidence to either direction, but it's fucking weird. Yep. But it's yeah. like you wouldn't dare. Tape over your wedding video, would you? Because your wife would fucking kill you. Right? <laughs> Dude, and yet, exactly. <laughs> Except, but they're taping over. I forget what the moon landing thing was, but it's like you're taping. They, they over supposedly destroyed all of the technology that got them there. Yes. Yeah, you're like what? <laughs> they de-invented it so it can never be done again. <laughs> because Dude, it's not an idea; it's just the things. Once you've made it, you have to keep it safe. Otherwise, you could never make it again. It's like it got you to the moon the first time. You wouldn't want to keep that. Yeah. <laughs> and they, did, they deleted all the telemetrics and you know the fucking physics of shooting up there and shit. We can't even look at it on a fucking you know like a, a word pad fucking uh, WMP. Yeah. <laughs> did you guys see that? Not to go on another tangent about the moon landing, but did you see that? I forget what the movie's called, but it's like a mockumentary about these dudes who were hired to fake the moon landing. Oh, so it's about Stanley no. Kubrick's life? Yeah, no, it's called like it's called like Avalanche or something like that. I have not I feel seen like that. It, Sounds good. It's right up my alley. I tell you that much. Avalanche. Yeah, I think that's what it's called. But yeah, you and your you and your listeners would fucking love it. Yeah, I'll uh, I'll look it up after the show and check that out. That sounds funny. Um, uh, anyway, so so just to go back to some the, again, the media is so important in this fucking in this story. Like one of the things, like in the first few hours of, and this is right after that that multiple bombs thing happened. Uh, they had a counterterrorism expert on one station, and he said uh, that uh, that based off of what he knows about terrorism, this is obviously a very coordinated and uh, sophisticated terrorist group, and the fact that they were able to collect. Un undetonated weapons will be invaluable in determining who is responsible for this. Yeah. Cut and, to there were no weapons. Yeah. And cut to <laughs> it was just one racist guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and the, well, we were 
we've sort of digressed from the media angle. So yeah. the, uh, the whole, whole, all the local media changed its tune over that the night, following basically. hours and day. Yeah. But except for one channel, which kept on... KFOR, it, never, it was called. Yeah, and it never changed its tune. And uh, they were they were looking into it and, uh, you know, giving people airtime. And if, uh, a year later, they got bought by the uh, New York Times group. And the <laughs> station director was fired. The, the lead journalist who was covering the Oklahoma bombings was fired. And uh, they got rid of all the tapes and shit and... and Quickly jumped on board with the CIA angle. So that's how that works. It's the media. Uh, who's. Uh, oh, it's that guy that goes on the Scott Horton show who's an ex uh, spook. Calls it the Mickey Mac. It's the. Oh, that guy. I forget his fucking name. The, yeah. the, the whistleblower guy. Yeah. It's it, the, the media. I can't remember what it stands for. But it's basically the media in, uh, industrial uh, lobbying. Uh, military uh, complex, whatever. But I, don't, I, don't, I forget how he makes it work, work into Mickey Mac. Oh, that's why he was a top guy at the CIA and we're faggots. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you got to be good at, what's that called, an anagram? You got to be good at anagrams to get into the CIA. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You got to be good at acrostic <laughs> poems. <laughs> um, I don't even know what a haiku is. Was it it's like seven five seven, seven five seven? I believe. Yeah. Um, yeah. So okay, another thing was uh, a lot of there was a lot of eyewitness. I mean, again, eyewitness is what it is. I understand that there's yeah. problems with eyewitness things, but when they all have the same story, and twenty four of them, and they don't they, know, they, they don't know each they other, didn't talk to each other, yeah. yeah. And they all have the same story, which is when it happened, the it felt like there was an earthquake underneath them. There was a rumbling, and that something underneath them was was exp- like there was some sort of you know disturbance. And then the windows blew in. Yeah, there's like so they had time that after the first explosion, people had time to get under the desk because they thought it was an earthquake. I thought it was an earthquake. I dived under my desk, and then while I was under my desk. All the, the windows, windows blowing. blowing. Which, yeah, by the way, the, the, air explosion explosions are really good at blowing in windows. As yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's that's the thing. The the van, the the van did explode, and it left a pretty small crater. Right. About but the that, size of that, a van, by the way. Yeah. The feds wouldn't let anybody. I mean, it's kind of if you look at the size of the crater in the size of. That's why they covered the crater yeah. up, and they don't. There's, but there are some photographs of it from on the day. Yo, and, I didn't even think. Of, sorry, not to cut you. I didn't even think about that because the crater's one size. Yeah. But then the fucking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it takes like three like, minutes of scrutiny to fucking blow holes in this thing. Yeah, because the crater's like directly under the fucking van. You'd think it'd be bigger if it caused the explosion that big above it. Yeah, well, they reckon. Uh, Sort of image analysts reckon that the size of the crater was about 16 foot across, and you know, sort of semi the depression. Yeah, that's about the like, size yeah, of a rider van. But, yeah, and that, but the, the the size of the impact off to one side, and it it didn't damage the courthouse on the other side of the parking lot either. It did not, except for Which the refuse were, that blew off of the of yeah. the actual building. <laughs> yeah, the, the wrong the direction. There were bits of the Alfred. So it's a, a pretty big parking lot, 
And there were bits of the Alfred Murrah building were piled up against the side of the courthouse on the opposite side of the on the opposite side of the parking lot. So that a lot of that building had, had gone that way, but this crater in the uh, and the, I mean, if you've never seen the photograph of it, listeners, dear listener, please uh, look it up because the, it took. The, I mean, this was a big building and it it completely demolished. Yeah, it's oh, not about a building whatsoever. It took about half of it out because it's like two bits at the end. Uh, there's a bit at each end that sta- that. W- I'm looking standing. at it right now. There's actually, yeah, it's basically two. It's it's like the it's hollowed out kind of. Yeah, uh, like so half of it, so half of it is gone, isn't it? Half of the frontage of it is gone. Right, and then there's a, there's more than half of it gone because then there's a bit that goes all the way to the back that's gone. Right, it's specifically one place. The- it's not at all. I'm looking at where the crater is. It's by the way where they piled all the refuse and put a bunch of fucking uh, card, uh, a bunch of fucking plywood down. But it, the place yeah. where the crater actually is is about twelve feet to the right of where. Uh, that big indentation is, and then also where the actual tr- truck was, it's not. It's much closer to where the truck was. Yeah. So it, there's less damage nearer the truck, is what we're saying, than there is further away from the truck, which is just like unbelievable. I said, like I said before, <laughs> explosions don't turn corners. Yeah, they don't. <laughs> and th- then there's a whole other angle here of the law enforcement and people, you know, be they... F- because a lot of feds, are, uh, you know, there's some. High, the guy who was in charge of the investigation uh, came out, uh, and the local FBI office ca- has come out and called bullshit on this as well. Really, uh, really, but, the guy in charge. Well, I'm not sure. He, he was he was a senior FBI guy who was on the investigation, and he he's come out and said the investigation's bullshit and it's a cover up. And uh, of course, the, the FBI give interview. The other FBI agents give interviews saying that. Uh, not not directly calling him full of shit, but saying, "Oh no, I don't understand where he's getting all this from," and uh, you know. Huh. So, it, but the there's a local sheriff's guy who's who says that he was very, he was concerned and he was asking questions about it when after the story changed. Oh yeah, the Terry and, Treacher, I believe the guy's name. Yeah, was. he was he was saying he was saying um, one of the fe- one of the feds had had a quiet word with him and says, "Look." Uh, you know, people who ask questions like that have a habit of ending up dead. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that did happen to a police sergeant called, yeah. who was the, the first uh, guy was on the, the guy. scene. Terry Treacher was the guy's name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so yeah, Treacher was the was the guy who got killed. Uh, he, he was building to- an independent case on it and then, and then went to suppose... He said that he was going to his lockup where he was keeping uh, his documents related to the Oklahoma City case... Uh, yeah. uh, at an to, odd hour, he said. To, he said to his friend, "I've got to go drop this stuff off. As soon as I've lost the feds that are tailing me, I'll meet you for dinner." Right. Cut to next morning, he's found in a field half a mile away from his car, which is locked with the keys inside and a bloody knife in the glove box. Uh, he's found having committed suicide by shooting himself through the top of the head uh, from far enough away not to leave powder burns. With uh, self-inflicted, I, I, I looked pretty close at knife that. wounds, yeah. ligature marks, <laughs> handcuff marks on his wrists. Yep. So he's handcuffed himself, beat, tortured himself, <laughs> beaten himself up, and shot himself from a distance in the top of the head. And not just Did that, he? but it was from behind too, because it came through the top of his head and went out the front cheek. Yeah, 
Didn't also wait. Was he the dude who had like thirteen stab wounds? Possibly. Uh, no, that was. The, uh, or was that Milladu no, or whatever the fuck? There was his like name a was. first. There was like a first responder that like, I like I guess. Yeah, that was him. Yeah, him. He, yeah, 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 yeah. He was the first oh, okay. guy, the black guy. I, yeah, yeah. I swear yeah. to God, I think they said he had like an insane amount of stab wounds. Yeah. yeah. Like, it's like, dude, what? <laughs> It's fucking crazy that uh, dude, I, everyone linked everyone linked to fucking weird shit always has weird fucking suicides. Yeah, I yeah, mean that's I wouldn't, strange. That's a funny word for murders. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> suicides. And then yeah. there's that, that because and then also at this stage there's still a manhunt going on for the the official story is still that there were two guys for a good for a, a while right. after the event. And uh, so they're looking for this John Doe too because it's established that there are two people who got out of this truck. Mm-hmm. And uh, so the, there's the biggest nationwide manhunt the feds have ever done. And it, it turns up this guy in a case of mistaken identity who they, they put in the federal lockup in, in Oklahoma City. Because he fits a description in terms of um, uh, modus operandi of previous crimes and yeah. a physical description. Because he's a bank robber, former and bank he's robber. Got, he's got a tat- he's short and stocky, and he's got a tattoo on his left arm that look so, which is what John Doe two has. It does look a bit like him. And they basically he t- he he Epstein's himself in in jail. Totally, uh, and one of the most brutal uh, Epstein's ever, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> what what they don't what they didn't what the feds didn't realize was that his brother is a lawyer, and uh, so. And also that they they were they were trying to get the body cremated before anybody saw it, and they didn't they they didn't want an autopsy done on it. But they do autopsies on all custodial deaths in Oklahoma, so the medical examiner had done an autopsy, and uh, basically uh, he kind of I guess the medical examiner kind of colluded with the brother to make it. They got the body back eventually, right, uh, and. He had the soles of his feet had been beaten. He'd been, uh, he, I think he'd been, sta- had he been stabbed as well? I think so. Uh, he'd gotten uh, some kind of, he'd been beaten in the face. Uh, his yeah. body was completely bloated and they put makeup on him to make him look better. He had, he had two depression fractures in his skull. Right. And his throat was cut. That's right. His oh, that's right. His was throat cut. was cut and he had been strangled mm. and they he'd ruled got- it a suicide by hanging. <laughs> Well, I'm telling you, do these fucking weird ass suicides. Yeah. Hey, but <laughs> suicided all over. Uh, can you guess what happened to the surveillance tapes, Andy? Oh, did they 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 did a whoopsie daisy, didn't they? <laughs> they lost him. Good guess. Oh, no. <laughs> well, I'm saying, dude, you always have weird suicides, and oh, the uh, yeah. the only the the only evidence to prove uh, you wrong, we lost it. <laughs> yeah, and then you've got the uh, so, uh, one of the. This poor lady is the grandmother of two of the kids who weren't. They weren't even federal employees. She was just yeah. She's just some poor black lady her. who had two two kids there. Two, yeah. two of the grandkids that she looked after, and it's and, and she dropped them off there, and then she finds out about the bombing. They've both been killed, right? And so, uh, sometime a year or two later, I mean, everybody starts off believing the official story, including her, but then. It, it's insultingly fucking. It's it's. it's they're not trying to convince anybody, really. It's just like, 
It's the same. This is the way it's like going. A, and if you're not coming along for like the a, ride, you're a fucking weirdo conspiracy theorist. Yes. So yeah. like, like, it's like with Waco, they managed to they managed to convince everybody that they deserve what they got at Waco, but uh, it doesn't matter if uh, if anybody who knows anything about it knows different because most people don't know fuck all about it. So the they're like, we'll just convince most people. That's enough. And so this this woman sort of started following up leads on her, not really investigating. She, she says she still kind of believed the story at the time. Uh, and she she just wanted to talk to people who, who knew something about it. I don't know, for some emotional reasons. Closure. Yeah, she, yeah, she is a woman. I don't like to use Freudian terms. <laughs> uh, but they, uh, <laughs> they, they, uh, they... She went to the rider truck rental place where they eventually... This is where the leader... They had seen when the truck was rented, they'd, the, the people who worked there had said, yeah, it was definitely two guys who were together and they drove off in the truck together. But then the feds, because that didn't fit their story, or more likely because they found out who the other guy was and he was one of them, that yep. uh, they, uh, they, they said, oh, well, that doesn't fit the story, so the staff there must have been mistaken. And um, so this woman goes there, believing that there was only one guy, and and speaks to the owner of the place. It's only a small little place in a one-horse town. And uh, says to the guy, "I just, you know, I'm." She says who she was, and and he says, "Oh yeah, you know, I'm sorry about what happened and all that." And she says, "Look, I just wanted to know, uh, you know, is there anything you can tell me about what about what happened when Timothy McVeigh came to pick the thing up, and yeah, what what kind of a guy was he or whatever." And uh, he says, oh, well, it wasn't just Timothy McVeigh. There was two guys. So they, they were still adamant about it. And she was like, really? Yeah, there was two guys. I was here. I saw them. They yeah. were together. <laughs> it's like, so like that was when I think that she, that converted her to like, oh, no, I've spoken to this it's guy. It's a red it's pill moment, if you will. Yeah. Because when, you know, it's easy. They, they try and slander these eyewitnesses. All these 24 eyewitnesses in Oklahoma City who saw this were just doing it to get on TV. They were just oh, saying yeah. it because they knew it was what they wanted to hear. And blah, Monica blah, blah. Lewinsky's a stalker. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that kind of, it's like the same logic with... Uh, it's like the same logic with the Cosby shit, where it's like one or one or two girls you could you could yeah. you could follow the logic of being like, oh, they're just trying to Cash go him, after yeah. go. But then once you get what yeah, when it, like, it was like forty six or something, it's like yeah, all right, not every like, one of those bitches is lying. You're like, well, even if it's <laughs> even if it's like a fourth are yeah. <laughs> telling the truth, it's still horrible. <laughs> you know what I yeah. mean? It's like, ah, come on, what were they wearing? <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, fucking jammies. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's the thing. It's just like once it gets to a certain point, you're like, all right, they can't all be crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they're, uh, clearly they're not, because at yeah. the time, yeah, at the time yeah. that this is this is talking on the day of police statements. They're trying to help the police. Oh, let's not forget the thing where the, the, some of the first people that came out came out to see people in ATF uni, uh, uniforms, and they asked if they were okay. All their guys were okay, and they informed the some of these witnesses that, <laughs> oh, yeah, they knew they weren't supposed to be in there today. There was something bad going on. Oh, yeah. That was <laughs> the other thing. They were like, all the ATF agents were like, yo, don't show up to work today. Yeah. yeah they, got it on, they got a message on the I pages. I like you. Don't come to school to tomorrow. 
<laughs> they're all yeah they're all on a list like the good ones yeah. <laughs> no and like yeah that's a that's an interesting point too about like when you were saying like when they got their statements like it was during the day like of. like yeah the day of before you know the news like all got the same story and yep. all that shit so it's like you know, it in once again. Wait, what year was this? Ninety five. Yep. Or ninety four. Yeah. And wasn't there a news station that got a phone call saying that the that the mirror building had blown up half an hour before it did blow up? <laughs> I don't recall that, but I wouldn't be yeah, surprised. I think, I if think that I've was seen the something. Case. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's that's another Waco thing, wasn't it? That they, they were. Yeah. They were briefing about that the the like two days before they did it. Oh yeah, Waco. They had like news yeah. reporters roll up like ten minutes. They were wait. It was went. kind of like that Roger Stone arrest. They yeah. were all waiting yeah. before it even fucking happened. Yeah. Oh, uh, there's just a million high quality video <laughs> yeah. of it. Like <laughs> the it's like, fucking on, scumbags, aren't they? Yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, like what? What? I I call that a, a breach of you know even if it is a legit operation, doing that is a a breach of. It's unprofessional in the extreme, because especially I, in a I matter of a, criminal court or a criminal. Yeah, it's a, it's a breach of due process, and uh, uh, I mean, it, one of the topics we're going to cover is, is a, a our kind of. I don't know if it's our the British Waco or, may, or maybe it's the British Ruby Ridge more like uh, was a guy called Alfred Dryden and, and that. They had the press on the scene for his arrest as well and regretted it. Let's say <laughs> so. It's, it's like I don't, I don't, I just don't think it's right. I think like like there should be some kind of law enforcement stroke uh, accused confidentiality until the thing gets to court. It should be like okay, we're going to arrest you, we're going to lock you up, and well, then we'll, yeah, we'll have yeah. it out in court. It shouldn't be per, per, creating these dramas for. for yeah, I mean, if you're in the neighborhood. If you're in the neighborhood, like you just got lucky. But yeah. if, if like we're doing this specific, like before someone's been, like uh, Even had been, had due process, and you're doing it specifically to like shame them, it's like that's not. I don't if know. I, if I'm going to be accused of something, I want to be the first to know before the press. Yeah, that's, that's yeah, right. right. Exactly. Um, one other thing. So I, I forgot to mention. Um, so after um, the the bombing happened. Uh, our old friend Andreas Strass, our old friend Andy the German, um, he, uh, yeah, he was, uh, he got on a plane with an ex CIA pilot to Mexico City <laughs> and then flew back to Germany where he is still in, res in residence today. You just say, imagine how cool the sunglasses they were wearing on that flight were. Oh, yeah, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think they're the ones you wear, dude. <laughs> yeah. Um anyway, um so another what was another thing? Oh yeah, so there was a mystery limb. That was one thing. Oh yeah, that's something uh, uh, the uh, the guy from the the guy who who, who like worked 20 years in Northern Ireland yes. as the head uh, coroner stroke explosion investigator said we'd never had a thing where we we've had dead bodies where we've got missing limbs and we can't find the limbs, but we've never not a limb without a, the body. Yeah, so we'd never not found a victim in a bombing. But in Oklahoma, they There's had one extra eight, left leg. Yeah, the, yeah, there were eight people who had their left legs traumatically amputated in the explosion, but they had nine left legs. 
Yeah, I mean, I can only imagine be... what that is. <laughs> I fuck knows. Yeah, and there's probably no record of like. <laughs> I mean, maybe, maybe, maybe it no. was uh, John Doe too. Yeah, man, could have been. <laughs> yeah. They fucking threw him in right as the explosion was happening. Double patsy. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm trying. I'm just trying to. I'm trying to like think. Like, I mean, maybe you could check. You check death records around that day. Like, is there still a missing body <laughs> that would be hanging around over there? That day? I. But no, yeah, I mean, so many people go missing. Though, don't you they? could also <laughs> possibly feasibly imagine. Like I said before, this is an FBI ATF agent uh, agency. Um, Offices. They could have had some disappeared person stashed there or something. You yeah. know. They I mean, that's just extra, spit, just spitballing here. They could yeah. have an extra limb in fucking <laughs> yeah. uh, evidence. It was so another it, member of the of, Clinton kill list. Talking of sex offenders, I've mentioned Rolf Harris on the show before, who's an Australian entertainer who was like the most famous guy in England in the seventies, and uh, he had a number one hit single with Jake the Peg who had an extra leg. So it could have been that one of the guys was Rolf Harris. Mm -hmm. <laughs> could be. Um, okay, so what else do we got here? So uh, let me think of any of the other fucking wackadoo shit that happened in relation to the actual explosion itself. Or shall we jump just to uh, McVeigh being apprehended? Yeah, let's carry on with the narrative, I think, because... Uh I think we've hit a lot of the points on. I think I'm, I'm pretty happy with our showing here. <laughs> yeah. Um, but anyway, so um, uh, what's it called? So McVeigh was escaping in a uh, a car, a yellow. Um, I don't remember what make it was. Oh well, um, with no plates on it, and he was pulled over for speeding. Um, Again, to talk about lapping the extreme white supremacist right wing nut job. Of, it's, it, it, in making your getaway from a, a, an enormous bombing, the largest terrorist attack in American history. In a today, conspicuous car, yeah. You're still not going to get tags on your car. <laughs> <laughs> what's, like, the, what's the official explanation on the car? I guess he had well, a getaway a, vehicle. Yeah, it was his car, and he, he refused Where did he get the car from, though? Well, that's, think, like, how, like, I, I the, guess maybe he left it in town or something. Was the story. yeah, you could easily like park it a block over, light the fuse, oh, and no, run no, over. No, no. I'm just trying to like, like once again, just just humoring the humoring it for a second, <laughs> like benefit of the doubt. I'm like, what's the scenario where you go get that car, set it up, and at no point do you throw a fucking license plate on? Exactly, it? that's like, what I'm saying. Yeah. It doesn't make any. At some point, you're throwing a fucking license plate on that because even if got, it's stolen. Yeah, he got pulled over very quickly for not having a license plate. So, like, yeah, he had the most he cornball T-shirt on, by the way, ever. <laughs> oh yeah, wasn't it the uh, a picture, Lincoln, a picture of Lincoln, and it said six Emperor Tyrannus, which is what uh, the guy who shot him said right before he shot him. And on the back, it had uh, a picture of um, a tree with three do uh, drops of blood that says the 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 tree of liberty must be refreshed with the blood of tyrants from time to time which is a thomas jefferson quote based pretty based yeah, <laughs> not gonna lie. yeah he's rolling around with a fucking meme on his shirt yeah, yeah. And, uh, he made the first fucking meme yeah but my, my, my it's going back to that thing of how he was laughing as this right-wing nut job mm -hmm. that that i mean it's cartoonish enough beforehand but to actually make your getaway Looking like that is insane. Looking like Yo, Mickey and, and Mallory, dude. 
<laughs> yeah. Natural born fucking... killers. Yeah. All right. Whatever. I yeah. tried. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. I forgot. I yeah. saw that movie. I forgot their names. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, so uh, he had a weapon on him, and uh, I guess he was like, you know, he was doing that fucking. Like I said, the same thing you were saying, LARPing. Like he had an obvious bulge in his pants where he had a concealed weapon that he happened to be not concealed. Like he had a concealed carry license. The guy worked at fucking gun sh- gun shows all the time, but he just yeah. happened to be picked up in a place where it was invalid. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so he's and he went. He came quietly. Of course. And so yeah. he was al- he was already in the county lockup when the when the feds started lo- well started looking for him. Started and, looking. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And uh, so there it was. It was all done and dusted within uh, within a day. Right. Um, and so there's some some pretty salacious quotes. Um, I don't actually know. I guess there weren't really that many salacious quotes, but the the media characterized him as like uh, an extreme right wing racist type. Um, and, uh, white supremacist. Um, and obviously I don't trust the media, but, um, I did decide that I would look into somebody's opinion. I do trust. Um, and that would be one Theodore Kaczynski, the Unabomber. Oh, right. Yeah. Uh, and cause he was in lockup <laughs> in lockup with Timothy McVeigh. Ah. And uh, he mentioned that. Um, so he was uh, again. Another thing that that the that the media portrayed him as was like a really withdrawn and like shy person that had like depressive depression and you know like narcissistic personality dis- disorders and stuff. But um, uh, Ted, Uncle Ted, says that uh, he was a really outgoing, friendly guy. Um, yeah. He said that. Uh, he had the, he, his, um, his, uh, rumor of being racist preceded him, but, uh, he didn't, but Ted did not notice that he was any, he he didn't seem racist at all is what I'm trying to say and would often pal around with the black inmates in prison. Yeah. Wasn't there, wasn't there a thing too, where he like, I heard he like, he checked out the white supremacist stuff and was just like. Not for me. Like, yeah. I think he was more about more about uh, uh, guns yeah. than anything. Yeah. And uh, but I I think it's I, I'm pretty convinced by this LARPing idea because if you think about it, like if you start looking at all the the narrative of Tim McVeigh through that lens, he just happened to drive all. You know, he, he was fortunate enough to having driven all the way from uh, Michigan to Waco. Right. During the Waco siege. He made he sure to get, everyone there saw his face, by the way. Yeah, he, he got himself looking nice and cheerful and like an outgoing guy on on TV cameras. Uh, this, you know, all, already set up to, this is, you know, I'm a guy who's pissed off about Waco kind of uh, storyline. Mm-hmm. I think that, that, I mean, I don't know if it's true or not, but it's like, there's a, it does seem too good to be true, doesn't it? The kind of... Uh, yeah, profile that, that he built up for himself. Um, uh, what's it called? Kaczynski said though that, that that they're like he definitely noticed a a fixation on weapons. Like yeah. like McVeigh apparently in prison was like, so what kind of guns did you have up in that in that fucking <laughs> cabin, dude? <laughs> and yeah. uh, and was- he he um he uh he he asked him if he'd ever shot um armor-piercing weapons, to which Ted responded, why would I ever need to have fucking (laughs) armor-piercing weapons hunting in the woods? (laughs) Yo, did Timothy McVeigh weird out the Unabomber? Yes! (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's fucking great. Yeah. Um, what else is there anyway? Oh, yeah. So he actually, again, in, in their, their brief chats about ideology, he mentioned that um, uh, McVeigh mentioned that he didn't he didn't feel that he he kind of resented the fascist racist um, like angle in the in the right wing militia movement. And he was more of like a freedom fighter kind of guy, like you said. Yeah. Um, and uh, what else? Is there oh, yeah. There? That that also reminded me every time they brought up like they like because did you guys watch the PBS documentary? Because that's a real I think I've seen <laughs> it before, but uh, not not for this for this episode. Yeah, because they basically they basically whenever they bring up any like government entity, they're like, well, obviously they had to do that. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then, and then they know where time, their fucking bread's buttered. <laughs> and then yeah, yeah, exactly. They're like, well, you know, it's in the. <laughs> but um, and then I just bailed on whatever that was. Uh, no, but and then they kept bringing up uh anti they'd be like anti-government and then they just have like spooky music and i'm like all right i swear to god they they were they were purposely just being like every time we say anti-government we gotta say white supremacist before or after it and i'm like all right let's not not for nothing and this is a lot of people that are anti-government guys yeah i mean Quick sidebar about PBS, though. If you look at the beginning, like brought by brought to you by these people and viewers like you, the these people are always like the Ford Foundation, the fucking Raytheon, (laughs) fucking the the Koch brothers and shit like that. Yeah. I tell you, one thing that I noticed that that from my rewatching of The Noble Lie, something which passed by before was that the, 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 um, not the southern the southern poverty law center is basically uh right be, even back then was being used as like a fbi uh spy organization Apparatus. They, yeah so the 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 parts of the uh foyer things that were that got turned over eventually were relating to the, like the spl's splc had uh agents in LOM City. Yeah. Spying on them. And so it's like it's it's not just sort of monitor they say, oh yeah, we monitor them. They infiltrate them and and collude with the FBI to to provoke them into doing bad shit so that they can promote the growth of the government and and destroy freedom. That's what it's about. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna assume anything I do from now on, there's like two FBI and CIA agents in that thing. Oh, like, welcome to the club, dude. Because <laughs> yeah. it's what well, dude, there's so there's so many times where it's like some crazy shit wouldn't happen if there wasn't like secretly an FBI agent that provoked the crazy shit yeah. to happen. Right. Well, you, you know why Uncle Ted got away with it for so long? It's because he acted alone. Yeah. Mm. Because, like, all these right-wing things are mainly, or, you know, uh, largely, the right-wing groups are all largely co- constructed and consisting of feds and uh, fed stooges. So any kind of group, if you're talking to any kind of, uh, whether it be Islamic or right wing or left wing, no doubt, uh, any kind of. Oh, they were, they found, of, they got dozens of people into those fucking left wing groups in yeah. the 60s, dude. Yeah. And and they still do, I'm sure. I'm sure, yeah. But um, 
the any fucking kind libertarian of anti, party, the, the libertarian party, yeah. party fucking um, what 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 position chairman. was he? The chairman, dude, he got published in a in a WikiLeaks list of of CIA informants. Yeah, dude, get out of here! Come on, man, <laughs> it's true. I'm just picturing, I'm just picturing every time Antifa and Proud Boys fight, it's just all Feds. FBI fighting <laughs> <laughs> each other up. Dude, they all got that little curly, like, Agent Smith thing in their ear, too. <laughs> Picture the whole yeah, whole army of Antifa and Proud Boys, but they're all wearing, like, thick glasses, and they're just fucking yeah. each other up. Fucking oh my God, I bet blue, the, the blue wind coats. I bet it's going to be the cushiest uh, assignment, isn't it, to go undercover in the, in the Proud Boys, because, like... Worst thing that's going to happen to you is you get your underpants pulled down, and and you basically spend. You may your, not end up doing oh, some gay shit though. Yeah, spend, <laughs> without spend a all, doubt. Without a doubt, you got to learn the cereals. Yep. And yeah, you might, you might have to touch a guy's dick. It's basically drinking and eating cereal. Ah <laughs> <laughs> uh, fuck. Um, okay, so I'd never be a proud boy. I don't like cereal. <laughs> wow, what a strong stance. I appreciate that. It's for kids. Oh, you are gay. I keep forgetting. So, I mean, it wouldn't be a big jump for you to become a proud boy. No. Yeah. <laughs> you got the sucking cock part down already. Um, anyway, uh, what's it called, though? Uh, so so McVeigh was, uh, and Terry Nichols was also, the, as, as being the person who supposedly helped him construct this, um, yeah. and uh, another guy named Michael Fortier, um, for failing to rat was basically yeah. his crime. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, they're all indicted for uh, mostly for conspiracy to use a weapon of mass destruction. Look, I think this might be one of the first uses of that term, by the way. Oh, weapons of mass destruction. Yep, time's right. a flat circle, dude. Yeah. <laughs> um, Anyway, uh, and um, so I, here's a few things I wanted to point out is that uh, one of the people who cons- who was consulted uh, by the defense um, in the McVeigh case was um, this guy named, uh, what, I have it right here, his Jolian West, who is like yeah. pretty much known as being the father of MKUltra. Yeah. Uh, and you... You've got to you've got to realize as well as realizing if you're involved in any any anti-government uh, group, you got to realize that everybody else in the group is is a fed, and then when you when you get put on trial, your defense team are also feds. Feds, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't know what capacity he um, happened to. Uh, uh, advise them or not, but I do know that a lot of the time, uh, le- uh, the, uh, after his conviction, uh, leading up to his eventual um, execution, uh, he didn't say a lot, uh, and he no. kind of had every all of his thoughts were kind of compiled in a like a quote unquote authorized autobiography or authorized biography. Um. And uh, and it, it, a lot of it was like pretty not slanderous, but it had a lot of the the, the earmarks of our uh, you know fingerprints of you know like this is really a media spin, like his yeah. whole book. Basically, he he said shit like I knew that there was people, there was kids in there, and I didn't care. Blah 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 blah, like stuff that that doesn't jive with Uncle Ted's um, analysis of him as a dude. Yeah, and if there's one guy you trust, I mean that this is the thing that, as I was saying about Ted Kaczynski, they they didn't catch him because he acted alone, right? Because and, the, and every 
further than that, virtually everybody else, there's a pattern we've noticed in studying these kind of things. The only people they ever do catch are people where they've set them up. Yep. They've kind of talked okay. them into it. Bro, you find that so... My wife watches all those, like, uh, what did South Park call murder porn? Like, she watches yep. all yeah. those murder porn. Dude, and there's so many. Like, half the time, it's literally like, all right, so we did we did basic police work and figured it out. Or yeah. the other version is we tried really hard, couldn't figure it out. Then they gave themselves up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But the, the, what is it with chicks of that age that love that shit? My wife loves it too, by the way. I don't know what it is. Like the I podcasts just, it, about it, and even like oh yeah, dude. She my my wife bangs out a lot of murder porn. It's like murder porn and Real Housewives. It, it's she loves it. I good, don't know what good it man. is. I wish the, I wish the Real Housewives would get murder porned. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think that well, it's I, take a while. There's like ten fucking shows. True, of yeah. <laughs> All, all these uh, true crime pro- podcasts take the same angle of, oh, isn't it terrible? Like, and oh, you know, but if be ca- don't listen to this if you're easily upset, kind of yeah. bullshit. But that's exactly what people, that, that's just kind of the foreplay to it, isn't it? It's just, oh, you have to be careful listening to this. It's not suitable for people who are scared of things. Right. It's like the, uh, yeah. it's like the, uh, the page at the beginning of a porn site that says, are you, click here to verify that you're 18 or older. <laughs> and you were under 18 clicking it, being like, oh, this feels so much wronger. Yeah. <laughs> There's, uh, the, the, I think the only true crime podcast that ever tried to make it funny is uh, Pat Dixon's show, where he uh, completely, you know, laughs about people right. throwing a baby out the window and stuff like that, which I think is a much better angle, but <laughs> evidently not too popular with the ladies. No. <laughs> um, okay, so a couple other things uh, before we wrap here. Um, I wanted to mention that uh, he was in 2001, was still, by the way, I think technically, no, it couldn't have been. I was going to say maybe it was possibly still under the Clinton administration. That would be too perfect, but I don't think it was. <laughs> um, and uh, what's it called? Uh, it, it's interesting note uh, on his death certificate, his employer was listed as U.S. Army. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was weird. Oh, boy. Um, so, you know. I, I feel like we've made a pretty compelling case that this was a CIA string up glow in the dark job, but um, there's so much information out there for every, well, this is what we like to say to, to the listeners every time is go ahead, fact check me and email me where I'm fucking wrong. Yeah. <laughs> well, yo, let, let me ask this question though. Cause like, like, like we were talking about the whole time, there's so much shit that is just like, that's fucking weird. We or just that's- scratched the surface too. Yeah, but like my the thing that was always tripping me up was why like why did they do it? Like if so if it is a CIA Okay, uh, good point. Op- I sh- was coming to this. <laughs> and that yeah. that's that's where cuz there's plenty of shit that makes well, you Well, look go, at huh. what look at what happens after. So it's just a, it's like yep. this is the the dry run for uh, 9/11. What happens after is they get more power. The agencies get more money. The Anti-Terrorism and Effective power. Death Penalty Act of 1996 was passed uh, basically on the the tail of this. And it was also yeah. being uh, billed as the uh, as the omnibus crime bill before. I'm not sure. Yeah. It may be that Biden crime bill now that I'm thinking about yeah. it. All, all these things, all, all these 
laws that are passed in response to all these atrocities that happen have already been through Congress or whatever once and not made it. Then right, the atrocity yeah. happens and then they go through again and they make it. Well, because so it's like after after moments like this, it's the easiest time to exactly. pass stuff exactly. like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, that yeah, I, I guess that would be it's I'd a, have to look into the actual act and stuff because I don't know if that I have it open yeah. here. Uh, it, you gotta it look at government changed a, habeas corpus. Um and did uh what else is good uh re- re- providing restitution slash assistance for victims of terrorism to designation of foreign te- terrorist organizations and prohibitions on funding removal or exclusion of alien terrorists and modifications of asylum procedures restrictions on nuclear biological and chemical weapons implementation of plastic con- explosives convention okay that was a big one used to be able to buy C four and you couldn't yeah. have this <laughs> uh, huh. ch- changes to the criminal law involving terrorist or explosives offenses this is big this is definitely they put in a bunch of fucking little fine print about how much you can have etc etc and so forth to prevent people from building stockpiles of weapons including increased penalties and criminal procedures changes commissioning a study to determine the constitutionality of restrictions on bomb making materials that's a big one um funding changes and jurisdiction clarifications for law enforcement related to terrorism threats and miscellaneous provisions in the their changing of habeas corpus. Um, but m- more than just the technical stuff, you you got to remember. I mean, I came up when we were researching Waco. You see that the, they say the people inside the building were in a in a cult and died for it. But you look at those four ATF guys who thought it was okay to just smash through somebody's window into their bedroom and start shooting, and they got capped. Right? They were in a cult too. Like yeah, to think the that federal government okay. is a cult. Yeah, and, and the power of government is a cult, and the, it's like uh, I don't know why did God send the flood? That's why it's the same reason why why the government would blow up the. Uh, yeah, I mean, also uh, again, we talked about this building. briefly before, but this was the office in which all of the paperwork related to the Whitewater yeah. Clinton scandal was housed. But that, that's a practical aspect to it. But yeah, I'm saying there's like the, the there's like the religious aspect to it where everything you, they do the, is fucking the god, the god the god has to keep the people in fear so and be the only person who can protect them. So that's what that's kind of what I'm getting at is that it's uh, the if people aren't afraid, they don't need the government as much. It's to keep yeah, them in a state it, of fear and dependency. Wasn't the last thing even remotely like that was. Uh, there was like the attempted World Trade Center. Yeah, it was yeah. very shortly before that. They also used that as justification for this anti-terrorism and effective death penalty yeah, act too. They're probably yeah, they're probably just like yeah, we haven't had some crazy shit to stir things up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's a, I've I've plugged this book before, but there's a great book called Heart of a Soldier. Uh, I forget who it's by, but it's a story of a guy called Rick Rescola, who uh, was the head of security of Morgan Stanley in in 9/11. And uh, that's a fascinating story. He predicted and told the Port Authority and the the uh, feds about the... Um, he, he predicted the 9-11 attacks and he predicted the 93 attacks, the, the, the basement bombing as well. Right. Uh, uh, because he he did actually infiltrated the mosque where the, these things, where that was planned. Oh, like uh, he, he yeah, predicted he was a, the Yeah, he was a serious attack. guy. 
he he didn't predict the date or anything, but he knew what kind of thing they oh, were going to okay. do. Oh, okay. Uh, and he uh, and he was so appalled by the first bombing, uh, by the bombing of the World Trade Center, that he managed to get Morgan Stanley to give up the lease, but they had to let it run out, and it it just had a few months left to go when nine eleven happened. But he he managed to persuade them to leave and move to offices in New Jersey. Because wow. he was convinced it was a ta- uh, a target <laughs> for that kind of thing. What's this book called? Heart of a Soldier. Oh, okay, cool. Um, it's really it's really good. It's a fascinating biography as well because it goes right back to his childhood, and he's a hell yeah. of a guy. He grew, he grew up in he grew up in Cornwall in England. Uh, met met an American guy while he was working for the uh, Zimbabwe police force. Ended up joining the Marines and going to Vietnam. It all goes back to Rhodesia, doesn't it? Everything goes back to Rhodesia. It sure does. Um, yeah. Okay, one other thing I wanted to get to before we're done. Um, fuck, what was the other thing I wanted to say? Oh, yeah. So, yeah, other than that, uh, you said, as before, the Whitewater thing was like a practical reason. But I do think that this was a very effective way. Because, I th- like, the Waco thing had happened, and that was really... Like, we forget, like, I was a kid back then, and William, you're from England, so you didn't get the full fucking view of it, but I forgot, like, how fucking, like, regular people were kind of pissed off about the whole Waco thing, even just a little bit. Yeah. And there yeah. was, like, a growing feeling in the country. Again, there was all these militia groups and stuff, and, and it was, wasn't was going to go along with the fucking, you know, the endless wars programs. If everyone's becoming a Buchananite Republican, that's they're, they're not going to vote in the fucking, you know, the neocons. So yeah. um, I think that this was a really effective way to not only A, um, not only A, put you know, a national distaste in the mouth for that kind of ideology, but yeah. B also um, kind of have a negative association related to people who are pissed off about Waco. Yeah. If you're, so if you're pissed off about Waco, it means you're okay with, okay. You're Timothy McVeigh. Yes. Yeah. 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 I hear what you're saying. Yeah. Cause like Waco, you kind of have to have that like fear spin around Waco because yeah. If you really look at all, like if you look at how it started, why why they rolled up on them, and then you see the resulting event of yep. like why they, you're just like, bare minimum, you're like overreaction, guys. Yeah, yeah. Especially I mean, if the, you look into the kind of people they were, it really, really was. It is. A, it, I mean, like it's the it's the Ruby Ridge Waco. Okay, see, I mean, I don't. I've kind of got deep enough into it that I don't really see the distinction between Ruby Ridge and Waco and OKC. I, they're kind of the same thing to me. Yes. The, but because the feds did all three of those, they started it and they, I they mean, finished the, the, it. the most charitable thing you can say about OKC is maybe, maybe it was meant to be a sting and it ran away from them. But yeah, you know, they shouldn't be setting people up for shit like that. That's what they did to Randy Weaver. Oh, saw the end off this, off this shotgun for us. Yeah. Oh, now you're on gun charges. Now we want you to go to this and infiltrate this right wing group. And he's like, oh, fuck you. I'm not doing it. So next thing you know, shooting his dog and his kid. And his wife. Yeah, I, for, I forgot. I forgot that's why. I was trying to remember how Ruby written. I'm like, yeah, it's the fuck. They told him to sawed off shotguns. Yep. It's like, yeah. Yeah, we wouldn't. If you guys didn't tell him to do that this wouldn't have and they do it they do it the same with the with the muslim kids they get some 
Yep. Dumb they idea. get autistic I mean, when you're a you fucking... Yeah. When you're a teenager, you get angry about shit and of course... It's like, oh, and if you got a fucking sweet-talking FBI agent giving you attention, going, going, hey, dude, yeah. you know what would be so badass if you fucking... Aren't you pissed off about endless wars in the Middle East? I mean, not for <laughs> nothing, the ATF mole at Elohim City was fucking hot, especially by, <laughs> you know, those kind of places. Fed, yeah, standards. Fed standards. I mean, well, those kind of... You know, I know you, there's a lot of hot Trump chicks, but like, there, there's not so many hot backwards right wing religious yeah. community chicks. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're if you're like a backwards right wing, what, what were they? White supremacists? They were yeah, yeah white separatists. White separatists. Yeah, oh, separatists. And you get a genuinely hot chick. You're like, <laughs> I'll, I'll do it. I'll do whatever the fuck you say. I'll, I'll, I'll fucking sod off or bomb whatever yeah. you need me to. Just you know, she don't even have to. In fact, if she fucks, if she starts fucking him, she loses her power. It's like don't give the milk away. If she, if she's just <laughs> nice to him, or even if she's real mean to him, that, that, just the fact that she's a hot chick, that she's the boss. Yeah, yeah for real. Anyway, um, so I guess that's a good way, good place to stop. Um, so yeah, I guess that's basically. My take on the fucking, I mean, it's like, I don't, again, I, to the listeners, historyhomers at gmail.com if you want to fucking tell me I'm an asshole and prove to me where I'm wrong, but I don't think you will. <laughs> yeah, I think I think it's it's a good wrap-up episode for that sort of Arc. trilogy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and, the the sequel is, uh, the next generation is 9-11, which I guess we could revisit at some point. Yeah. Uh, and Andy, you were awesome, uh, awesome guest to have along with. I, I did. I failed Thanks. to mention this at the beginning, but uh, me and Andy have been Facebook friends. I don't actually don't have a Facebook anymore, but we've been Facebook friends for like I want to say six years. Oh yeah, we have. Yeah, because uh, we That's met. Right. I don't know if I want to fully disclose what Facebook group we were both a group of, both <laughs> members of. But um, oh, that that's right. That's yeah. where we met. Yeah, it was. Um, <laughs> it was. The, it was the Dave Smith Libertarian Podcast. Yeah, uh, uh, Facebook I was gonna group. say if you. I was like, if you don't say it, now it's going to sound worse. I know, worse. now it's going to be like yeah. Stormfront. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was like, we started the Stormfront Facebook group. Yeah. <laughs> LOM City Holiday Rentals. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, no, yeah, it was yeah, awesome we, to finally meet you, and it was an awesome time uh, fucking um, and talking about well, this no, with I, you, dude. I appreciate that, because I'm like, as much, I'm a comedian and everything, but I'm also like a comedy fan, so like, I started out as a comedy fan, became a comedian, so right. it's this shit ends up happening, and it's it, like, I can relate and also be the comic, it's it's a, it's fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah you, you, you've been a really great guest, very nice, to, uh, comfortable to talk to. Absolutely Thank perfect. Thank you very Thank much. Thank you. Uh, what would you like to plug? Uh, just check out two things. Check out my podcast, Panties in the Mouth, me and Nate Marshall, comedy podcast. We He's really shit. funny too, by the way. Nate's super fucking funny. Um, he's been on, you know, a whole bunch of stuff. He, he's been on Compound, Matt and Shane, Gas Digital shit. Uh, super funny dude. Uh, yeah, Panties in the Mouth. We actually don't talk a lot of politics it's just us talking about porn and we talked about oh we have uh, two episodes a week dude we don't touch politics on the second one. Oh, okay yeah we <laughs> we dude we fucking spent we spent like 20 minutes today talking about transformers it was a blast and also um andy malafrina is all my social media twitter instagram check out my youtube channel i talk about a lot of music and on twitch twitch.tv slash andy got jokes right. come hang out with me watch me play video games poorly 
Um, and so uh, you can check out uh, all our stuff, www.historyhomos at gmail.com. Uh, you can follow us across social media, Twitter, Instagram, and Parlor at History Homos Pod. Uh, you can, I get it said before, if you have a fucking problem, email me at historyalmos at gmail.com. Um, and you can follow me on Instagram at Scott Lizard Abrams. William. World War One was an inside job. <laughs> Later, <laughs> almost. What I feel.